Welcome to Operation Flourish, a podcast designed to help you flourish in all aspects of life. Whether you're a Miss America contestant, an athlete, or someone with a growth mindset striving to unlock your full potential, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Kayla Myers, Miss Northeast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Operation Flourish podcast. Today's episode is inspired by one of my favorite quotes of all time by Kevin Durant. It goes like this. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Do you believe that? Well, today we are going to tell you why you should believe this quote. And when I say we, it's because I'm joined by a very special guest who I feel truly embodies the power of hard work. You are about to meet the incredible Rhiannon Graham, who is a 2023 first-generation and honors graduate of Illinois State University with a degree in criminal justice. She's an advocate for single families through her service initiative titled Single But Not Alone, a baton twirler, and the current Miss Capital City, Illinois, in the Miss America opportunity. And with that, Welcome, Rhiannon. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am ecstatic to have you on the podcast. I came across her social media and saw, oh my goodness, this girl is resilient. She is hardworking. I need to get her on this podcast. She embodies flourishing. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Thank you so much because hard work truly does pay off. So I'm honored to talk about this segment. Amazing. Well, before we dive into the hard work, I like a fun question of the day to kick it off. So for today, I want to know what is a unique or abnormal talent you have? So I actually played the psaltery, which a lot of people don't know what that is. And my grandmother actually taught me how to play it. It's a high pitched string instrument from medieval Europe. And I have a special connection to the instrument because the instrument that I play was built by my grandfather. Wow, that is so beautiful. I actually saw that in your Instagram bio and I was like, how does one pronounce this? I'm not even going to try, but thank you for educating me and probably several of our listeners on this very yeah, unique. spelled with a P, not an S. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Look it up, y'all, and listen to a little <laughs> bit of what it sounds like. Um, mine is a fun one I actually have on my Miss America fact sheet. I know how to breathe fire, which usually gets a lot of people's attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I have to see it to believe it. Uh, I have a picture somewhere. I'll have to get it up, but I know how to do little spirals and cool things with the fire. So that's my little hobby. I love to try new things. That's awesome. That's really unique. So we mentioned a little bit about Miss America and some of the paperwork right there. So I want to start by just having you share your story competing in the Miss America opportunity because us pageant gals know stories are powerful. So let's hear it, Rhiannon. My mom entered me actually in the little sister program when I was younger for the Miss America opportunity. And I was involved in that in two years. After that, it really had an impact on my life, looking up to these young ladies who were doing so much with education, their platforms, different things of that nature. So after that, a couple years later, when I grew older, I decided that I wanted to chase my lifelong dream of competing for Miss Illinois. And little did I know what that journey was going to entail. 
My first local season, I competed in many locals only to receive first runner up at the very last one at sweeps. But after that, I was so determined my second local season came back strong and received two more first runner ups. And I was actually offered to compete at state after receiving one of those first runner ups. And then after state this year, I was so inspired by my good friend, Jessica Tilton, who had received no finalist awards at state the year before and came back and became our new Miss Illinois. So I was so inspired by her that I worked even harder and was able to secure my ticket to Miss Illinois 2024 with the title Miss Capital City. So it's been a long journey, but I truly wouldn't change any of it. Wow. I absolutely love that. It's the ups and downs of the story. Nothing's ever this linear story. It's usually a bit of a roller coaster. But what I think is truly fantastic about you is you didn't stop. You didn't let it discourage you or defeat you and have you leave the program when maybe you didn't walk away with the crown. So I want us to talk about failure because I don't think any of that's a failure, but some people view not winning as a failure. And I've personally heard that before. Like, why do you keep competing, Kayla, if you never win? And -hmm. I'm sure you've gotten that quite a bit too. So I would love for you to change some minds for those listening today about why it's not a failure, what it is instead. I truly believe, and honestly, my first couple of locals, it was really discouraging. I've walked away with nothing more times than I've walked away with something. And competing in pageants since I was three years old, I truly knew this was my dream. I wanted to step foot on that Miss Illinois stage. And I'll never forget the moment where I had competed in 11 locals. And I had always heard, this is a prelim to Miss Illinois. The girl that wins this will go to Miss Illinois. And when I went to Miss Illinois last year, I heard the words, this is a prelim to Miss America. And I thought to myself, wow, I really made it. So going off of that, I truly believe that someone else's win is never going to be my loss. Sisterhood is a huge part in MAO. And I've stood hand in hand so many countless times with young ladies as their dreams came true. And I truly believe I just had to work hard for my timing for my dream to come true. And the moment that Miss Capital City crown was placed on my head, it truly, I get goosebumps talking about it. It felt like all that hard work had paid off and it was my time. I am getting the goosebumps for you, just imagining that special moment. And I've seen the pictures and y'all, I'm dropping her social media in the show notes below. So check out her social media, not just for those pictures, but make sure you see the pictures because I feel like I can see the goosebumps. (laughs) Yes, It was truly an emotional moment, especially seeing my mom after. It was just so emotional. I love that you highlighted the sisterhood in it. I think that's something that's so beautiful about the Miss America opportunity. There are so many stereotypes that pageant girls are mean, and I have yet to experience that. I think Miss America is great at weeding them out and trying to find women who lift each other up. And for me, my belief is that there's enough room at the top for everyone. I agree. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it when There are going to be feelings of discouragement when you are going hard after your goal and you're putting in the work and you don't leave with the crown. But when we frame success as getting the crown, let's say 15 people compete at this local. That means only one person successful if there's one title and the rest were failures. That doesn't sound good to me. That sounds pretty terrible. Right. And and going off of that, too, I truly believe that every local I competed in, I gained something, whether that was my personal speaking skills, I built on my community service initiative or my fitness journey and talent. It truly pushed me to be the best version of myself. And now I know going into Miss Illinois in June that truly I have worked hard to be here and that I do deserve to be on that stage. 
snaps to that. <laughs> One of the reasons why I loved your story is because I just resonated with it quite a bit, whether it be myself or some of the people who I've helped with in one of my butterfly effects groups, getting people into the Miss America opportunity. And we constantly hear this feeling of defeat and a sense of failure that I didn't win. And if we can reframe that mentality to, like you said, Rhiannon, I took away all of these things from each local. And I vividly remember um, a state title holder actually asked me, like, why do you keep competing if you don't win? Um, and I was just like, hmm. I mean, I get your mentality. You want to win. You want the scholarship money. But for me, I walked away with something every time. I was someone who was incredibly anxious. Social anxiety was so real. I could barely answer a question. I could barely talk, let alone think I would ever have a podcast. And every time I learned something new. So if you're in that boat of struggling, find your little wins along the way, because I'm sure, Rhiannon, you found your win every pageant. There was a win and an area of improvement. Yes. Absolutely. And truly, I, you know, credit a lot of it to my community service initiative, Single But Not Alone. I've helped over 21,000 single families. And if I would have won that first local right off the bat, I might not have three national partners. I might have not created a ribbon program. I might not have a speaking tour. So you truly never know what failure could lead you to. I love that. When one door closes, another door almost always opens. Yeah, or you got to go through the window. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I always like, I've never heard that. I love that actually. But I always like to say, if you are too focused on the failure and being sad about that, you're not going to see the new door or you're not going to be creative enough to find the window. The window, right. I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, we obviously talked about finding your little wins and learning something from each competition. But what happens when you're working really, really hard but you just feel like you're not seeing results and you're not making progress towards that goal. And I imagine our listeners feel this quite a bit, whether it's work, school, family, pageants, or personal goals. So I'm curious, Rhiannon, what advice do you have for our listeners who might be struggling in this way to stay disciplined and to keep working hard? I cannot tell you how many times that I left locals feeling like that, that I was like, man, I did so many more mocks. I changed this. I did this different and I'm still coming out with the same outcome. So my biggest advice would be keep your end goal in mind. Every local I competed in, I just kept envisioning that moment when the crown would hit my head and that I would be able to have that microphone that the crown gives you to advocate for the different things I'm passionate about. So definitely keep your end goal in mind. And I think that keeping and being persistent is important. I was outside practicing my talent every single day. Um, my dog personally loved it because I was outside with him. But every single day I was practicing and I truly believe that that practice and hard work will pay off. I love that. And I couldn't really believe that any more than what you said. Um, and I think one of the things that supports it so much is also research. I'm a research junkie. Everyone on my podcast knows it by now. Um, and I'm someone who studies in the field of sports psychology. So what you talked about by keeping that end goal in mind and like truly imagining what it's going to feel like that goosebumps moment. If you can imagine that and picture it, it builds up such a strong why. And I actually do that visualization with a lot of athletes or performers or people with exercise goals and being able to picture that so vividly makes us want it even more and builds up that motivation. 
I love what you said about like the grit, the resilience, the perseverance. And if you all listening are not familiar with Angela Duckworth, I encourage you to listen to her book, Grit. I say listen because I'm an audible girly, but you could read it like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) But it's called Grit. And the reason why I love this book is because she talks about how grit, hard work and perseverance are far more important predictors of success than talent. So that's where I want to dive into next, because Talent is something we hear quite a bit in Miss America, in work, in academics. And so many people believe that you're either good at something or you're not good at it and that you're born with this innate talent or you just shouldn't pursue something because you weren't gifted at that naturally. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on natural talent and its ability to predict or not predict success? I truly believe that hard work pays off. And the first time that I ever picked up a ton or picked up the psaltery, I wasn't good at it. There's been times where I've twirled or played the instrument and I'm like, that key sounded off or dropped the baton or different things of that nature. So I truly believe that if you want to be involved in something and you work hard, you can be good at it. Do I believe in natural talent? Sure. Um, But I do think that working hard can lead you to that same success. I love how you said that. Honestly, perfectly said. I think when we're thinking about talent, it's important to acknowledge it exists. For instance, if anyone's familiar-ish with the sports world, I know that's what I study, so I have a little bit more (laughs) insight, but Michael Phelps is a big name. He's a huge swimmer, and he has some natural talent and genetic things that go for him. For instance, a really wide arm span, things like that very helpful. It might give you small advantages, but if that person with talent doesn't have a good work ethic, they don't work hard. The person who works hard is going to outbeat that person. Now, Michael Phelps often, he has both. So he managed to (laughs) use that talent and use the hard work to his benefit. But I think it's important to note that you're oftentimes not good when you start stuff and that's normal. And I love that you can share those stories in different areas. And I imagine the same came with interviewing and public speaking, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, it's hard at first. Yeah, I was actually just going to say that starting in pageants at three years old, the first time I ever came on stage, my mom likes to tell the story about how she understood what I said, but no one else in the audience did. So continuing in pageants and going on stage and interviews, that has led me to be successful. I've actually been told in job interviews before and interviews for clubs that I literally got the position because of how well I've interviewed. So I believe if you really want to be good at something, you can work hard and be successful to it. I could not agree more. And I share such a similar experience with interview. Um, I also have my onstage moment, but I started pageants a little bit later in life. I started towards my senior year of high school. And when I tell you I did not speak, I was the most quiet person. (laughs) I felt like I didn't have a voice. And my mom said, Kayla, you're going to learn how to speak. So we're putting you in a pageant. And And now you have a podcast. (laughs) And now I have a podcast and I went from being on stage, not being able to answer Kayla, where'd you get your shoes from as a fluff question Um, and literally shaking and not being able to get words out of my mouth to also getting things like, wow, you're a great interviewer. That's why you got your graduate assistant position and all of those things. So for anyone thinking I can't be a public speaker, chances are you could if you put the work in. For anyone thinking they can't play an instrument or be in a certain career path, it's not that you're not smart enough. You just haven't trained to be good enough at it yet. And we're living proof. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I mentioned the word yet. And oftentimes we talk about the power of yet. And I think that's also great with hard work because it's true. You might not have a crown yet. You might not be perfect at this yet. 
You might not have mastered the interview yet, but there is that area for growth. And when we have a growth mindset, it's so much easier to stay in this hard work as opposed to having a fixed mindset that I just am this way and it's never going to change. If that's your mindset, you're probably never going to change. The hard work won't pay off because you're not doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you worded that. Amazing. Well, I'm glad that we have a similar belief. And I hope for people listening, if you maybe found yourself in this fixed mindset or were feeling like people were just naturally talented, I hope that what Rihanna has to say inspires you to maybe try something that you're not good at right away. But learn to love the journey of what it's like to grow and get better at that and celebrate the wins and how you're improving. That's what it's all about. The outcomes are great, but if we can enjoy the journey and the outcome, that's living and that's flourishing. Yes. And on top of that, too, um, setting an example, too, of not giving up. I will never forget my little sister and the Miss America Opportunities mom came to me and she said, you know, you have no idea what you're teaching. Her name is Ava, that if you never give up, your dreams can come true. And I'll never forget that because I didn't even really think of it like that, that I was setting an example for the younger generation that the hard work does pay off. So I'll never forget that moment where she told me what an example I was setting for her daughter. Wow. That is so powerful and heartwarming. For those of you who don't know Miss America, there's a little sister program formerly known as the Princess Program. And they're young women who look up to these empowered women who stand on stage, who compete for Miss Illinois, Miss Indiana, every state, and eventually Miss America. And it's so empowering to be that role model. And we oftentimes negate how big of an impact we can have on little kids, especially, but anyone around you. And if you're listening, you have those people in your life. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have friends. Maybe you have family, coworkers. You influence those people. And by not giving up, you can be what empowers them to take that next step to not give up as well. And last year after Top 11 was announced at Miss Illinois, if you don't make Top 11, which I didn't, you go into the balcony and you get to sit with your little sister. And I'll never forget Ava was like, I'm so sad you didn't make it. And I remember telling her, I go, but I made it here. I go, I made it to Miss Illinois, Ava. This was the dream. This is what I wanted to do. And I'm so excited she'll be my little sister again this year and we'll continue to be together and share that mentorship bond. But just moments like that really share why I love the Miss America opportunity. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Those are the moments I love the most. Anyone who knows me as someone in pageantry knows that little sisters are what honestly keeps me in pageantry forever, makes my heart the happiest because- It is about mentorship and inspiration and mentoring others how to have this hard work mentality. That's how we help other people be successful. So I think that that's fantastic. You've been able to do that and continue such a powerful and impactful relationship. Yes, absolutely. It's so special. Wow, that is beautiful. And with all of this, you're clearly an incredibly hard worker. And that shows up in Miss America, but it also shows up in your community service initiative. So I wanted to talk about your service initiative. And for those of you listening, it's called Single Not Alone. And as someone with a single parent mother, I have firsthand witnessed how hard that woman works. Mm -hmm. And I attribute my work ethic to her. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, can you tell us about how you developed your service initiative, Single But Not Alone? 
I truly believe that your community service initiative is something you're passionate about and something you want to advocate for. Since the age of four, I've grown up with a single parent, just me and my mom in the household, and I've firsthand witnessed her struggles that her and I went through growing up. And I truly knew how many Americans were going through the same struggle. And that's how I created Single But Not Alone. Single But Not Alone has come a long way with three national partnerships, a ribbon program, speaking tour, but it didn't start like that. It started with just my mom and I sharing our story and built up to this great success that's helped many single families. Wow, that is beautiful. It just shows all the hard work you've put into that service initiative. It didn't start like it is now. No, absolutely not. (laughs) But it's flourished into something so beautiful and so impactful. And I just think that is so incredible. And I can imagine growing up since four years old with your single parent mother, I imagine that's influenced your views and development of having such a hard work mentality. Is that the case? Yes, absolutely. Where do you think that that has been most influential on developing this hard work mentality that you strive to have in all areas of life? I've watched my mom work three jobs, like basically my whole life. And she truly instilled in me that you could do it by yourself. If no one else is going to do it for you, open the door yourself. And truly, I believe that that's where my hard work ethic has came from because she has instilled in me that if I could do it myself, I could raise you myself, I could pay the bills myself, that you could do it yourself and make your dreams a reality also. Wow. I love that. I think that that is so incredible to have a role model like that who tells you to open the door for yourself or maybe encourages you to find that window to go right, through. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Wow. That is so fantastic. I'm sure I- you can relate some too with growing up in a single parent household, like you said. Absolutely. I know my mom juggled everything and it was really difficult. And going into everything with Miss America, my goal was to make her proud and to try to find ways to give back to my mother. I wanted to create a life where I'm proud of myself and younger Kayla is proud of me, but also where I could give back to her because she does everything. We have a joke that she's my momager. Um, She's so into. Yes. Yes. Taxi driver. She helps pay things for the pageants. Yes. She does everything, don't they? Absolutely. And it's just so wonderful to see how people can work so hard for someone they love. And it's really finding those things that you love when we're thinking about hard work. For single parents, it's oftentimes their children that they're working so hard for. For your service initiative, it's wanting to help people so badly. For Miss America, it's working hard so you get to experience the growth. And it really comes down to why you're doing it to promote that hard work, which I think is such a beautiful message that we can find and learn through our parents in any situation we're in. Yes. And I'll never forget seeing her after I won Miss Capital City because she was there for all 11 locals that I competed in. There was even one local where she had surgery right before and she was there still for me. So I'll never forget that special moment I shared with her. And it was just very emotional moment to share with her. Absolutely. I remember going through the hard work with my mom. It really started all the way back in my freshman year of high school, probably before that. But my most vivid first moment was freshman year of high school. I decided I'm going to be a cheerleader. No experience in cheerleading. I grew up with health problems, was not allowed to play sports because of my heart issues. And I decided, no, I'm going to be a cheerleader. And when (laughs) I tell you, I was atrocious, Rhiannon. For everyone listening, it was scary how bad I was. Zero rhythm, could not even straighten my arms because I'm double jointed. Hey, that hard work, though. I want to hear that the hard work made off there. (laughs) It did. And when I tell you, my mom sat there with me as soon as we got the videos of what I need to do at tryouts. 
those three, four days before we were up late every night after doing my homework and she would watch me and record me. She had no experience in cheerleading, no pageant experience. But I can relate to that too. Yeah, I can not to cut you off, but I can totally relate to that too because I cannot count the times that my mom has watched my talent performance or recorded it or just sat out there and watched it so I could have some kind of audience before I got on stage. So I totally relate to that. And thank God for our moms, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Just the biggest supporters ever. Um, And because of that, I didn't make the varsity team, but I made the practice squad. And a lot of people just like not winning at a pageant would be upset for making the practice squad. Most of them were. And then there was me jumping up and down. I was ecstatic. (laughs) Absolutely. And then from there, I went from you're on the practice squad. This girl's scary. The only reason I made it on the practice squad, I found out was one of the judges was like, she's terrible. Her scores are bad, but I see something in her. I see she wants it. You had potential. (laughs) You had potential that you wanted it. I love it. Absolutely. It was the hard work. And then I went to being captain by my junior and senior years. So it really is about hard work. Zero natural talent. I can tell you that. I I can totally relate. I can totally relate. I love it. I think that's so beautiful that we have such incredible parallels in our stories. So I can only imagine the people listening, whether you're outside of pageants, inside of pageants, there are so many parallels I imagine that you can get from these experiences and how they can help you find the motivation to work hard. So with that, I want to shift to some resources for single parents because we are thriving with our incredible single parents, but we also know that it can be challenging. And I know part of what you do is provide resources to help these parents thrive and flourish. So what are some of your favorite resources? Obviously, my link tree you can check out. But on top of that, my three national partnerships with the American Association of Single Parents, Single Family Living, and Single Parent Advocate. These all give resources for finances, for support groups, um, for teaching of the children, for school, different resources of that nature. And actually, even tomorrow, I'm going to help the American Association of Single Parents help out with their turkey donations, where we're going to be giving turkeys to families for um, Thanksgiving. On top of that, I I do my own thing called Single Sundays where I spotlight single parents and they can share their stories and words of encouragement to help other single parents. So there's lots of resources out there if you do look. Wow, those are some incredible national resources, but also what you bring to your community. I imagine how much you impact those single parent families and the people that you serve. So For everyone listening, go check out these resources. Check out her website. The link tree is in the show notes, but also check out all of the Instagram information that Rhiannon's sharing week to week. It is incredible content. She is also a social media queen. So be sure to give her a follow immediately after this. Thank Um, you so much. Of and course. if there's any single parents out there that want to be a part of the single Sundays, there's a form in my link tree. So if you'd like to share your story of being a single parent or growing up in a single parent household, I'd be happy to share that. Yes, girl, pitch those resources and take <laughs> her up on that. Like we said, stories are powerful. So whether you are the single parent or you grew up with a single parent, reach out, fill out that link. It's going to be so helpful for more than you know who are listening to that story too. Absolutely. Everyone wow. knows a single parent. Absolutely. You do such beautiful work. So thank you for all that you do. Um, I can imagine people are feeling really inspired. So we're going to inspire them a little bit more with our final question. 
I love to ask this to special guests because flourish is a term that means so much to me. It's something that's always resonated with me of how can we overcome hard circumstances, probably through hard work and passion, um, to be thriving. So I want to know, what is the ultimate tip or practice that has helped you flourish that you would like to leave with our audience today, Rhiannon? I, something that I did before I even ever won a local was, and this may sound silly, but it really inspired me was I put a sticky note on my mirror that said, you deserve to go to Miss Illinois. And looking at that sticky note every day, I started to believe it. But I truly believe that that little silly sticky note inspired me and led me to the Miss Illinois stage. And I believe that dreams don't work unless you do. So I truly hope I inspired everyone to follow their dreams no matter what it is. I don't think that that's silly at all. I know some people think the post-it notes and words of affirmations are cheesy, but I personally love them. And I think that's so powerful because so many people have dreams they want, whether that dream might be Miss Illinois, whether it might be a certain job position that they want, a new career. But people have so much doubt. And although they say they want something, if you really ask them about it and you have a deep conversation, chances are they think they're not deserving of it. They think they're not ready for it. And that shows when you're going to chase after it. But if you can change that mentality and remind yourself, I am deserving of this, clearly it pays off and it has for you as you change your mentality and you put in that work for that dream. Yes. And it didn't happen overnight. I want to stress that it took three years for me to win a Miss Illinois local title. So I really want to stress that it doesn't happen overnight. I think that is so important. And for those of you, if you find yourself discouraged, Listen again to this episode, take her pieces of advice. And as always, I'm sure you can reach out to Rhiannon anytime. You can reach out to yes. me anytime. DMs are open. <laughs> always reach out to us because we understand the discouragement. Rhiannon did not shy away from sharing that. She felt discouraged after certain times not winning. Like she said, receiving no awards sometimes more than she actually did receive awards. Things that are very discouraging in those moments, but something we learn to grow from and we learn to cherish when things do pay off even more. Yes. Wow. Well, thank you so much for all of your knowledge and experiences and stories you were able to share. I know I'm feeling inspired, so I'm sure everyone listening is absolutely inspired. Thank you so much for joining this podcast for all of our listeners. I am so excited to keep bringing you more content to inspire you to work hard and to flourish. So tune in next Thursday for another thought-provoking episode. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Operation Flourish podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, leave a review, and share on your social media or with a friend. It goes a long way. See you next Thursday.